Today on In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag. For those who don't give or those who don't give generously, consistently, maybe you would be seen as one who tips instead of tithes. Here's a question. What is your concern? What is your greatest fear? What are you afraid of? Maybe better asked, why? Why don't you give? You're listening to In Spirit and Truth, the radio ministry of Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. is currently teaching through the book of Philippians. Do you give God money only when you have it, or do you consistently give to God no matter what? Today, Pastor J.D. will encourage you to ask yourself why you don't give, or if you do give, are you a generous giver? Pastor J.D. will remind you that when you're willing to give to God, He will supply you with all you need. Now, be sure to stay with us after today's message to hear how you can get your own copy of today's broadcast. Subscribe to the In Spirit and Truth podcast or download the In Spirit and Truth iPhone or Android mobile app. Now, here's Pastor J.D. in Philippians chapter 4 with today's edition of In Spirit and Truth. Matthew chapter 6, verses 2 through 4. This is interesting because Jesus is teaching this sermon, and now he's going to draw their attention to this matter of giving. And he says, so when you give to the needy, do not announce it with trumpets, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and on the streets to be honored by others. They want people to see how much they give. Oh, look at them. Wow. By the way, I should probably parenthetically say, I thought about this last week, you know, how often it is when you think of something you wish you would have said but didn't, wish you could go back. Well, that happens to me every Sunday, I'll have you know, in every sermon, by the way. But... I forgot to mention, I thank you Lord for reminding me, I want you to know that I do not know how much you give. Oh my goodness, you should have seen the sigh of relief (laughs) on the faces of some, maybe for (laughs) not the reasons I would imagine. Uh, I give to this church, I kind of like this church in particular, but... (laughs) I tithe, I give to this church, and I know many of you give as well, but I do not see how much you give to this church. And here's why. Hang in there with me, okay? Um, I don't want to see you differently. This has more to do with me and my flesh, because as Paul writes, I know that in me, in my flesh, there dwells no good thing. Oh my goodness, I, I, I know what I'm capable of, right? So if I knew that you gave a lot of money, and I see you walk up to the front door at church one Sunday morning, hey brother, come on in! Hey, can I get you anything? Cup of coffee? Where would you like to sit? I'm just being honest with you. Maybe it's, I'm being too honest. But that goes both ways too, right? What if I knew they, how do I say this without 
I'm trying to, I'm trying to be pastoral here. Um, what if you're, um, I want to use the word cheap, but I'll, I'll, I'll sanctify. I'm sorry. Okay, frugal. Okay, tight. And you walk up to the church, and I know, oh my goodness. Again, I'm just being honest with you. That's why I don't want to know. But see, this is what was happening in the synagogues. And this is what Jesus is referring to. They liked how people treated them. And they liked it that people treated them differently, better, because they made a big show about how much they gave. And it should be no surprise that Jesus says, Truly I tell you, they have received their reward in full. Enjoy it. When someone boasts about, Hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give this large amount of money. Look at me. Let's take the photo op pictures of the big check. Me, the giver. Well, enjoy it, because that's the only reward you're going to get. He goes on to say, But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. This is an idiom. So that your giving may be in secret, then your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. I want that reward. That's an eternal reward. That's a laying up for myself treasures in heaven. And if I can say it this way, and you'll forgive me for saying it this way, but when it comes to treasures in heaven, well, I'm just a little bit greedy in a sanctified way. Because I cannot take anything with me. I want to send it ahead. Not only does it credit my account in heaven, that account that awaits me, by the way, when I send it on ahead, uh, no moth is going to eat it. No rust is going to destroy it. And certainly no thief is going to break in and steal it. It's safe there, not here. Because it's vulnerable to all of those things here on earth. Sometimes I think as Christians, and I speak of myself, my own proclivity to this. But I think innate within our sin nature is this desire to dig our roots down too deep in the soil of this earth and lay up for ourselves treasures here on earth instead of treasures in heaven. Oh, the reward that we miss. Oh, the treasures that could have awaited us had we but given to the Lord. Here's the second one. It's in verse 18. And this is a huge one, and it's what I want to spend the rest of our time talking about today. Givers are pleasing to God. You ever thought of it that way? That when we give, God is pleased. Again, we can flip it around to the other side. That also means that when we don't give, God is displeased. You know, throughout the Gospels, there are several instances where we are told that Jesus takes note 
where Jesus is pleased and, dare I even say, impressed and blessed. And those instances include things like when someone has faith, when someone gives, and when someone prays. And these are the things that Jesus in particular takes notice of. I think of that widow we talked about last week in the temple. And here's all of these religious leaders, these hypocrites, these Pharisees that are giving and making a big show of it. Really impressive. And then here walks up this poor widow, and all she has is two mites, some believe worth less than one penny by today's standards. And she puts it in the offering, and Jesus takes notice of it, and so much so, he calls the disciples over and says, this is a teachable moment. Did you just see what she did? God takes notice. God is very pleased when we give. Now, what Paul says here is really interesting, and for a number of reasons, not the least of which, is that he describes our gifts as fragrant, as acceptable, and as pleasing. In other words, when we give, it's a sweet-smelling fragrance before God, and it's an acceptable, keyword sacrifice that's pleasing to God. Now here's the question. Why is our giving so pleasing to God? Answer in a word, sacrifice. There's an interesting account in 1 Chronicles chapter 21. David has just sinned greatly against God by numbering the people, and God basically gives him three options as the consequences of what, of what he had done. And David chooses, in order to stop the plague that had come upon the people because of his sin, he chooses to buy this threshing floor to build an altar to the Lord to offer a sacrifice to the Lord in order for the plague to stop. There's a lot of typology in that because Jesus Christ is the once and for all sacrifice for all mankind's sin that stopped the plague of sin, which is death, the wages of sin, which is death. But listen to this exchange between this Ornan, who owned this property, and oh, by the way, you can go to where this real estate is today. Some of you have. It's what we know today as the Temple Mount. This is the real estate record and transaction of the purchase of the Temple Mount in Jerusalem today. And it comes this way. Listen to this dialogue between Ornan and David. It says, verse 23, Ornan said to David, Take it to yourself. Very important. This is very important that it was not given to David and Israel, but that it was purchased. It had to be purchased. Take it to yourself and let my Lord the King do what is good in his eyes. Look, I also give you the oxen for burnt offerings, the threshing implements for wood, 
and the wheat for the grain offering. I give it all. You don't have to pay me a cent. Listen to what David says to Ormanon. No, but I will surely buy it for the full price. Interesting detail. It had to be purchased and paid for in full. Do you see the typology here? I will surely buy it for the full price, for I will not take what is yours for the Lord, nor offer burnt offerings with that which, listen, wait for it, here it comes, costs me nothing. Forgive me for this, but here's the problem. Many Christians are more like tippers than tithers. What do you mean? Well, we just give God the equivalent of a, I want to say 10% tip, but it's now like 20% in some places. Have you noticed this? Actually, tithe is tenth. That's what the word tithe means. In other words, it's actually less to tithe than it is to tip. But we just... We're like tippers. Just, ah, here, you know, I'll throw a few bucks in the agape box or the offering plate. Reminds me of a humorous story I heard many years ago when I was a young believer. And it's this fictitious conversation between a $1 bill and a $100 bill. And the $100 bill is just going on and on and on about all the places it gets to go. Man, I was just at the movies last night going to dinner tonight. Oh my goodness, I have so much fun. And here's this one dollar bill going, wow, you get to go to the movies? You get to go to dinner? The only place I ever go as a one dollar bill is church. I'll just let that one kind of do what the Holy Spirit wants to do with it. Let me close this way and pose a twofold question that I think all of us would do well to consider, myself included. First, for those who don't give or those who don't give generously, consistently, maybe you would be seen as one who tips instead of tithes. Here's a question. What is your concern? What is your greatest fear? What are you afraid of? Maybe better asked, why? Why don't you give consistently, generously, cheerfully? Here's the second part of that. And it's really more of a, I guess you could say, a rhetorical question for those of us who do give. Would you agree with me that sometimes your only regret is that you're unable to give more or more often? Do you know why that is? Because when you give, you have been on the receiving end of God's abundant blessing on your life. 
You know that some have the gift of giving? God has gifted them, and they take great delight in giving. That's their gift. Just like the pastor-teacher role is a gift. God gives some to be evangelists, some to be pastor-teachers, some He gives the gift of giving, because He knows that they're going to be good stewards of that which He entrusts them with. So he sees this faithful conduit that is going to give to further the kingdom, to the work of the Lord, and when he sees them faithful, he entrusts them with more. To the one who has been given much, much is required. To the one who has been given little, and they are not faithful with it, they won't be given more. Larry Burkett, who's now with the Lord, He was the founder of Christian Financial Concepts. I was a huge fan of his, student of his really. But he always said that those who have the gift of giving have the gift of getting too. Well, think about it. Because see, God will supply the gift that He's given you, because when you're operating in that area of giftedness, and in this case when your gift is giving, He will keep supplying that gift, because he knows that you're a conduit to fund kingdom work. He knows that you won't squander it or spend it on yourself. I think of the, this is another Larry Burkett quote, I'll uh, just bear with me, it's a, it's, a, it's a good one. He contrasts the, uh, the spendthrift with the miser, you know, the, the spender, with the, uh, you know, the, um, the miser, you know, I, I wanted to use the word cheap again, but I, I just did, didn't I? You know, <laughs> so the miser says, money is flat, so you can stack it up and stockpile it. And then the spender says, no, money is round, so you can just let it roll. You know, last week when we were talking about uh, God loving a cheerful giver, and Paul writing, talking about how that we're not to give compulsively like we spend compulsively. You know, we can actually be compulsive givers. We give under the compulsion or the impulse of the moment. Just like we can spend money impulsively. Well, so too, that's what happens when it comes to giving. I'm not talking about that giving. I'm talking about the giving that says, Lord, you have given me so much. You have entrusted me with so much. I want to be found faithful in my giving to you. Can I just read and close? This will be my final closing. This is the last, last thing, Donna, right? (laughs) Malachi chapter 3. I want to read verses 8 through 12. Um, I do so because it was really this passage in God's Word that changed my life in ways that I could have never imagined when it came to the area of finances and giving both in my personal life and my personal finances, in my business, 
over the years and certainly uh, in the ministry today. Listen to what God says through the prophet Malachi. Pretty strong. Will a man rob God? Oh, yet you have robbed me. But you say, in what way have we robbed you? In tithes and offerings. Get this, you are cursed with a curse, for you have robbed me, even this whole nation. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. And try me now in this. Test me. The only time in all of God's Word where God says, I want you to test me. Test me out on this. Try me out on this. Says the Lord of hosts, If I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it. And here's the other side of that. Interesting. I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes, so that he will not destroy the fruit of your ground, nor shall the vine fail to bear fruit for you in the field, says the Lord of hosts. And all nations will call you blessed, for you will be a delightful land, says the Lord of hosts. Okay, one last thing. This is the last, last one. I just, maybe this is a word for somebody today. To not talk about the blessing that comes to those who give is to rob you of the blessings and the richness and the abundance that God wants to bless your life. I, I will give an account to God one day. In fact, I've been rightly, rightfully accused of not talking about giving enough, because the only time we talk about it again is when we're in a place in God's Word where God's Word talks about it. And in so doing, I can have this potential to rob you of the blessing that is yours when you give. One last question. Last, last question. (laughs) Could the situation in your life currently financially be because you're not obeying God in this one area in your life? What have you got to lose? What have you got to lose? We're so glad you joined us for this edition of In Spirit and Truth. Our time with you is coming to an end today, but we want to encourage you to continue studying the book of Philippians on your own. Spend time today in God's Word, asking the Holy Spirit to reveal something new about your Savior as you read. The Bible is filled with promises and lessons that apply to you right now, even though it was written long ago. You'll always benefit from time spent in Scripture. If you'd like to hear more of Pastor J.D.'s teachings in Philippians 2, you can find them online at inspiritandtruthradio.com. Are you part of a community of believers? If you haven't yet found a church that you can call home, we'd like to urge you to make this a priority. A church family can be a source of support and encouragement, and most importantly, a group of faithful prayer warriors. 
This is also a place you can give of your unique talents in support of others as well. If you're in the Kaneohe area, you have a standing invitation to be part of our family of believers. Come join Calvary Chapel Kaneohe on Sundays and Thursdays for a time of worship, fellowship, and in-depth Bible study with Pastor J.D. Farag. You can find out more and get directions at our website, inspiritandtruthradio.com. There's a lot to discover at our website, including a link to our mobile app, social media pages, and Pastor JD's Mideast Prophecy Updates. That website, one more time, is inspiritandtruthradio.com. That's all the time we have for now. Thanks for tuning in to In Spirit and Truth. Holy me true to 